Welcome to the Going Deeper podcast with Shane Dwyer. A chance to break open things that lie at the heart of the Catholic faith. Each month, Shane will be in discussion with a different guest who is seeking to live out their Catholic faith today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome everybody to our weekly podcast series on different aspects of living the Catholic Christian faith today. My name's Shane Dwyer and I'm your host throughout the series. And each month I'm joined by a different guest who will bring their thoughts and experience to our discussion. Today we're joined by Stephanie Rogers, the leader of Evangelization Brisbane's Youth and Young Adults team. And Steph brings to our conversation not only her own experience of seeking to live our faith today, but the many things she's learned as she works with young people who are seeking to respond to God. Today we continue to break open some of the implications of being called into a relationship with God and keeping our thoughts directed towards the significance of our sacred scriptures, we consider what, it needs, what needs to happen before we can truly understand the Bible. So Steph, I was saying to you before, you know, you've walked into a particularly um, difficult topic uh, <laughs> in some ways um, around the scripture. Um, and I'm aware, you know, that uh, the scripture, you know, the Bible can at times be uh, difficult for people. Uh, and in fact, it can be difficult for all of us. You know, sometimes we read passages and texts and what have you, and, and some of them are beautiful and it's really easy to know what's going on mm. and how we are to respond. Uh, and others, we, we sort of look at them and we sort of think, oh gosh, I don't even know where to start with that. Definitely. <laughs> you know? and, uh, and I don't want to put you on the spot here, but, um, but what do you do? You know, you find in your own experience... Um, how do you deal with those passages of Scripture that, that seem to be sort of more difficult than others? Mm. Uh, my lecturer said to me once, theology is faith-seeking understanding. So when it comes to hard passages, I really just try to seek understanding. And there's a few things I do when I c- come across something that's confusing. Um, first, I try to read around the text. You know, if that one line doesn't make sense to me well what's what's happening around or what what's the context that's going on here how does this fit into you know the larger narrative uh i if and i still kind of don't get it there i like to seek out other translations um that's i find helpful when there are some translations i just put it into simpler words and i can kind of look at them and be like oh okay that's what they mean by that um, or the other thing that I try to do is I always try to seek out commentaries, you know, whether um, there's footnotes um, in at the bottom of my own Bible oh. or if there's no particular footnote for what I'm looking for, then, yeah, have a bit of a Google search online um, to find some commentaries that can help me. But, yeah, there, there are definitely many times where I've read scripture and not had a clue uh, what's going on there. And I think that it's really important that we continue to, seek understanding and not just one uh, try with our own mind to come up with some revelation or to kind of sweep it under the rug and you know shrug it off and say well that's too hard to understand so I'm just kind of not delve into it. I think that's uh, that's a great approach to have and I think the point you're making about translations is really important because I think we need to understand that 
the text that most of us are dealing with, unless you know we, we can read ancient Hebrew and ancient Greek, mm. uh, the text that most of us are dealing with most of the time is a translation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and anyone who's listening to this who's familiar with more than one language knows the complexities of that. Mm. Um, how, to, how to express a concept or an idea or a word even that comes in one language into another language and that sometimes it's a little bit hit and miss yeah. and we've really got to look around, don't we? We sure do. <laughs> <laughs> we do need to do that and just need to be aware of, of the complexities of, of doing all that. Mm. So I think that's, um, you know, that's a very important stance to have. I, I wonder too, sometimes perhaps we just need to think that you take something, for example, you know, you've got that famous quote um, from Jesus uh, in, in one of the Gospels, and he talks about we need to hate our father and our mother. Mm. You, know, you look at something like that. Now, where would you start with something like that? That one's a tough one, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Let me have a think. You know that word hate? You know, um, we, we, we look at something like that and we think, I can't even understand why a word like that is on the lips of Jesus. Mm. Uh, and when we look at that, remember we were talking last week about the importance of the question yeah, uh, and allowing the question to sit with us. And so that raises a question. Uh, and the question is, what does Jesus mean here? Mm. And as we look at the commentaries and we look at the context and we see all that, we actually recognize that God's trying to communicate something here, but it's not something about hate. No, he's, yeah. he's trying to he's trying to say, what's the most important thing here? Mm. You know, can we can we understand the culture and the time mm. that Jesus is talking in there? That he's really trying to teach us something. And what's he trying to teach us? He's trying to teach us. Listen, whatever attachments you have in this world and obviously loving your father and a mother and mother are beautiful things to do but there, there there may be moments where each of us needs to stop and look and say okay um in comparison to my love for god and uh and what it is that god's uh offering to me and what god's offering to uh, inviting me to um, can i even let that go in certain in certain circumstances and, and understand that anything that I love, you know, whether it's my parents, whether it's my l- own life, mm. you know, is all in the context of my love for God. And he uses a word like that to draw our attention to that mm. fact. But uh, so we can get bogged down on words like that, <laughs> that's can't right. we? <laughs> we think, oh, that's really startling. <laughs> but um, look, this can be a, um, a tough question for you to wrestle with, Steph, but you know, we can use scripture to justify many things. Um, how do we actually open ourselves to the fact that our understanding right now may be quite limited? How do we do that? Mm. I think we can take ownership in the fact that we don't know everything. Um, like if if I was the one that wrote the Bible, maybe I'd have a bit more, you know, confidence in saying, well, this is what I meant by that. 
But the truth is, I didn't write the Bible. You didn't write the Bible. Not any of us here today wrote the Bible. So we have to understand that um, the original authors had a particular purpose, um, a particular audience, a particular context when they were writing the scriptures. And um, it is divinely inspired. But because, you know, I wasn't around back then, I, I can't have that ownership to say I concretely know what's going on here that's a very brave thing to say hey eh? that's that that's a humble thing to say mm. because so often i think you know the certainties of life that we're looking for we want to be able to say that that um i know what this means and uh and this is very clear to me whereas the humble thing can be listen steph i'm i've been praying about this thing and I really don't know what to make of it. Mm. Um, what do you think? Yeah, and that's that can be a little because why do you think we find that hard to do? Maybe it comes down to you know if we are people who are living a Catholic Christian faith and we're praying and we're and we're close to God. Surely we should know what God means when. Um, these passages are presented to us. So maybe we have a fear of, oh, I must not be smart enough or um, theological enough or deep in, deep enough in my faith to understand what's going on. Uh, yeah, maybe there's a fear around trying to hit those those markers when... Yeah, particularly in the, in the sort of work that we do. Mm. Because even though we don't feel like it um, ourselves... Sometimes people relate to us as the experts. That's right. You know that that we should know all the time. Mm. You know, and uh, and you must get it a bit. You know, with young people, and they question you about it. Might be something from scripture. It might be church teaching about such and such, whatever it is. Absolutely. Uh, and and you can feel like you've been put in the position of being the expert. Yeah, I think the fear as well, like being mm. in ministry, and if you don't have the answers, what that might do to someone's faith. You know, mm. if, if you give them the wrong answer, if you say, well, this, I, I think this, and you might not say it correctly how, I think there's a fear of turning people away if you don't know the answers because that's what they're seeking. You know, so many people are just seeking the truth. But I think that we all need that humility to say, I'm not too sure about that actually, but how about we try and find out together? Yeah. Which involves us going on a bit of a journey together. You know, you got to do the research. You got to do the prayer. Absolutely. Uh, you got to talk to people who who may know more about it and be open mm. to what uh, what what it is that they have to say. And I think that's a really important thing about scripture. Now, scripture is is never just about me and the text. Mm. It is the inspired word of God. But the but the Holy Spirit used a community. To uh, to bring those 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 texts uh, about, and uh, and what does it mean for us to understand that scripture is a beautiful thing for me to pray with privately? Of course it is, mm. but that I never come to full understanding of that text by myself. Mm. Sometimes we can resist that. Why do you think we resist that? If if the text was written by a community, why do we resist the fact that the community? might actually have a say, in fact, the primary say, about what that might mean. 
That's an interesting question, Shane. I feel like it's almost because we want to play God in the sense of we oh. want to say, well, this is what I think and, and this is this is how I think. Mm. Um, yeah, what these scriptures mean or or what the church should do in these mm. circumstances. Mm. And we don't, we have a lack of trust mm. in the church, mm. um, which is interesting because if we want to, trust scripture we have to trust the church because the church is how we have scripture Mm -hmm. so it's a very interesting dichotomy it is it is and it's often the ongoing tension Mm. you know within the the wider christian community uh around this um now what does it mean for us to take this this beautiful text that's been given to us understand where it comes from that God deliberately used a whole lot of different people in mm. order to, to bring this text about and to decide what should be in Scripture and what shouldn't. You know, that's that's the evolution, you know, mm. um, at the beginning of, of our faith tradition, you know, 2,000 years ago. This, that first three or 400 years, as they're beginning to, to try to work out mm. what is in fact the Word of God and what does this Word of God mean? You know, often we get this, you know, the, the, the distinction between scripture and tradition, mm. and tradition with a big T, you know, and uh, as if, oh, well, one's the word of God and what, what one isn't. Yep. And yet all tradition is, is the history of our holy and our wise people over the centuries just wrestling with the word of God, trying to make sense mm. of those passages that are hard to understand. You know, we used that one before about Jesus saying we should hate our father and our mother. Yeah. You know, what does this mean? What do our great saints say about that? Mm. And, uh, and what teaching do they have? And what does it mean for us to listen to that and to trust that? It's not to say that the word of God is no longer special. What we're saying is it's so special mm. That uh, that we that we need our holy ones and our wise ones at times to show us what in fact this means, which is really what uh, church teaching is. Mm. So it's not about one or the other. It's about what is what is what, what do our great ones say about this word of God that can help us wrestle with those texts that really don't immediately make any sense to us. Yeah, and that's what I love about being Catholic, is that my faith isn't just my faith as I have it today or what I experience of it today, my faith stands on um, the shoulders of giants, of of the church fathers, of the early saints, of um, the first disciples who were able to pass on the faith through generations and generations um, and through tradition. Um, yeah, it's, it's why I love being Catholic because I know that I don't have to have all the answers. There are 2,000 years of people who've been asking the same questions that I am. And I can go to them and, and see what kind of uh, answers that they've been able to come up with. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, and and the beauty of being able to do that, like it's not always easy. Mm. Sometimes the easiest thing is, um, oh look, me just to sit there privately and, and I say my prayers and I look at the scripture and, and, uh, and I'll keep it very simple and very black and white. And uh, it means this and so therefore I'm going to do that. Mm. Whereas if I take the other approach, and I say, God, you've called me into the body of Christ. Uh, 
and I'm part of that body, and that's a beautiful thing. You, you're not, you're not just isolating me from from these other people of faith. You call me in the community, and this community isn't just you know people like you and me. I mean that's that's true. We we do that, and uh, you know the church as we are, but also this history. That, that's still alive, mm. you know, that, that wonderful passage from the, the letter to the Hebrews, you know, where, where the writer talks about, you know, this, 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 this cloud of witnesses that, um, that testify uh, to the faith that, uh, that God has called us into and this joyful, this joyful experience of being part of the community of saints. Mm. And I often think of that, you know, when I'm praying there and I'm thinking, of, oh, I'm finding this so hard and, and, and I don't know how to pray <laughs> and I'm trying to read the scripture and I don't know what it means. And, and I suddenly become aware of, of, of all the saints and the angels that, that, are, that are witnessing, you know, what I'm doing and, uh, and testifying to the power of God and the wonder of this faith and mm. um, it's it's a wonderful thing to think that we're not going it alone. Absolutely. It's very reassuring, isn't it? Mm. And it doesn't just come down to you and mm. it doesn't just come out down to me getting it right. That's right. You know, and if some days I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, I have no idea what this is about, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. You know, God will show me in God's own time. I don't have to get all stressed about it. That's right. I wonder then, you know, the uh, there's this wonderful passage of scripture, isn't there, in the um, uh, in the gospel according to Matthew? Uh, I like getting you to read the scripture. You got such a beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. Um, would you mind reading it for us? It's the one from Matthew four, one to eleven. Steph's just busy finding it. Yes. Everybody. <laughs> uh, I've 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 moved things along. It's the one you know where Jesus uh, uh, is is tempted. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. And this is one of those funny passages of Scripture, Steph, isn't it? Um, we, we're dealing with something here that we're all very familiar with, but we can think to ourselves, what... what What's this about and what's it got to do with us? Mm. And one of the things, you know, that I notice about it is um, the way in this account the devil is uh, depicted as quoting scripture. Mm. I don't want to overstate the case, but it's a curious thing to me that we obviously the scripture is the word of God. But you have a situation here where someone, and in this case it's depicted as Satan, is using it for his own ends. Mm. What do you think that tells us? What, what do you think that's warning us about? I think it's to be careful in how we interpret scripture as well, like and, and how we use scripture. It really shows that anyone can take a passage of scripture, right? Like anyone down the street could just open up a Bible and come up to you and say, hey, well, look at this. I remember when I was in high school and I started being a little bit more open about my faith and I was having an argument about if God is real or not. Mm. 
and I was I was really so young in my faith. I didn't have any formation. And I remember someone saying to me, well, you know, God knows us, right? It says that God knows every hair on our head. He can read our minds. What am I thinking? <laughs> and it was one of those moments where I'm like, well, I think you're not really understanding that correctly. <laughs> um, yeah, you're definitely not understanding uh, faith and and how and how God uh, how God's with us. I don't know what I'm not a mind reader, <laughs> um, even though you know God knows what's on our hearts and our minds. And so I think it was one of their examples where people will take scripture um, and try to throw it at you uh, but how do we know if we're reading scripture accurately yeah and i reckon that that that's a really important question i think um clearly like sitting down and reading and praying the scripture and studying it is is, is a beautiful thing to do and we all need to do that more and more but i think we do it understanding that question how do we know because if we have that question in the back of our mind, it stops us misusing Scripture. Mm. Um, the example that you gave, somebody trying to make fun of your faith by using Scripture, we instinctively know that this that's a misapplication, that's a misunderstanding of what Scripture is, mm. that it's very possible to take things out of context and uh, and use it to put other people down and if we're if we're doing that then we 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 know that we're on the we, the person if it's us or if it's somebody else that the person is on the wrong track that's not what scripture for is for scripture isn't about me mm. trying trying to put you down yeah scripture is about something else what, what what's what should scripture be used for it should be used to build people up yeah shouldn't it shane and uh, I love that um, verse from 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but ha- but have not love, I'm only a ringing gong or a clanging cymbal. Like if we, even if we have the truth of scripture and we don't speak about scripture through love um, and, and use it just to tear people down, then yeah, just like it says, we're, we're nothing more than just a clanging cymbal. We're not, we're not upholding it to what it should be. And I think sometimes I'd be tempted to say to people, and if, if they're trying to do that with me, I remember um, I was in an online debate um, on social media. Mm. There was something in another role that I was doing, and I put something up, um, and uh, and somebody got on, and they started talking about, um, oh, scripture says this, and scripture says that, and uh, and that proves, you know, that uh, that. Uh, God wants things done that way and not the way that you're doing it and all that mm. sort of thing. And uh, and w- what I had to do in the end it was, it was actually say to him, listen, you and I can go backwards and forwards on different passages of Scripture and you're putting one up and I'm putting another one up and we're getting into a real debate here and we're forgetting that you and I are brothers and sisters in faith mm. uh, and that uh, our predisposition towards one another should be trying to understand where the other one is coming from, and uh, and to work this out together, and if we can't do that, then we are misusing scripture because you're trying to use it to score points, and you and you're trying to pull me mm. into doing the same thing, and that is not what scripture is for. Mm, absolutely. 
And that can be a hard thing to us because when we come across people who seem to know Scripture really well, we can feel a little bit defensive. I often say to people, listen, I think it's wonderful that you can, you can quote Scripture, and I wish that I could do that more. But I, I relate to Scripture as being like um, my family Bible. I'm very aware of the pictures that are in there. And, uh, you know, and in there's my great-grandmother and in there's, mm. you know, uh, a holiday that, uh, that, I, that I went on and then there's my parents' wedding photographs. And all. But don't ask me what page they're on. <laughs> um, I, wish that I, I wish that I knew, mm. but, uh, but that doesn't worry me so much. What, what, what I know is that these are my, these are my faith family stories mm. and, uh, and the important things that are part of, of, of who we are and, uh, and help me understand who we are. But I, I may not always perfectly be able to quote it, but I know that they're in there and I know that they, they, they depict things that are, are at the heart of, of who I am and my identity. And I'm not going to use any of that to say, oh, well, this proves that I'm right and you're wrong. Absolutely. So perhaps uh, I want to encourage everybody as we're finishing up, um, because time flies, Steph. We're coming to the end (laughs) of our time together. And, you know, we haven't got around to everything we could have talked about, but I want to encourage everybody as as they're thinking about these things today, understand that the Word of God is is there and it's and it's true and it's it needs to be contemplated and understood to the degree that we can but that we don't have to go this alone that if we can find ways of praying together and coming to understand what these things mean and then trying to understand what our church teaches about these things and their great saints and the people that have gone before us then scripture will have achieved its purpose and sometimes it's not black and white now we're going to go on a journey. So good luck with the with the journey again this week, Steph. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> and we'll talk again in uh, next week. Sounds great. God bless. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us in the Going Deeper podcast. We invite you to take a moment to reflect on the following questions. What has been challenging in your relationship with God? Do you feel you can bring up difficult things with God? Do you know anyone who struggles to experience God's love?